Educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier is our mission, so let's begin. Hey, health warriors, this is episode number 71 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, some blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us for this week's episode where we answer a common question that we have. And that is, what do I do for constipation? And we are going to dive into the answer of that in a few minutes. Um, but just we just want to let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by HealthWarrior.co. And HealthWarrior.co is our exclusive online health community where we help people to live a more natural and holistic lifestyle so that you can reach your health goals and achieve optimum health. And we do that with our extensive health library, our extensive food recipe library. Uh, we do that with our monthly live training classes and monthly live Q&A sessions. We have an extensive or interactive, I should say, health forum, exclusive member discounts on programs and services and so much more. Uh, so if you would like to learn more about that, just go to Health Warrior co so now let's dive into our organic food for thought this week's organic food for thought is on childhood obesity and childhood obesity is 10 times as high as it was 40 years ago one out of every five children between the ages of 6 and 19 are obese yeah i mean that's that's serious uh information right there um i think that a lot of times as parents we can kind of turn a blind eye to uh, certain things that are going on with our children. And I think that it's important for us to understand that, you know, we are responsible for our children's development. And we have to be very critical when it comes to these things. And, and you know, just the culture, especially in, in the U.S., uh, with, with our children, uh, especially with infants, it's almost a culture. Everyone wants, wants this like plump baby, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, the pediatrician will put, uh, pressure on a lot of parents, uh, for them to make weight and to gain weight. And it's this big weight issue for the, for the child. And a lot of times, um, they get pushed into uh, giving them anything in order to put the weight on. And then it starts a, a, a trend, you know, a trend that people aren't paying attention to. But uh, when your child is overweight, it opens the door for uh, a shorter life expectancy and, and diseases. And it sets them up for uh, having to take just medication and then just the psychological and emotional things. Uh, it's really important that we're mindful of how our child's uh, weight develops. Right. Yeah, it's definitely um, very alarming that, you know, one out of every five children um, between the ages of six and 19 are obese. And, you know, from our generation growing up, you know, we were outside playing. We were very active. And, you know, the way society is today, you know, a lot of kids are more sedentary. Um, you know, video games, I definitely don't knock them. I think they have a place, but a lot of children um, are not as active anymore. Um, you know, it's a lot more organized sports. There's no spontaneous play. Everything is organized and scheduled. And, 
you know, it's just this, a different time for children right now. And we just have to really be mindful of how we're feeding them and food um, habits and um, that they're developing because, you know, for a child to grow up obese, you know, it's pretty much going to follow them into adulthood. And as Jamal was saying, you know, obesity, you know, it leads to higher diseases, lower life expectancy, um, drugs, and, you know, a, a, a list of other things that can happen. And it just breaks my heart to see children struggle with their weight. And, you know, in school systems, kids are bullying and making fun of kids. So definitely, you know, establishing healthy eating habits for our children. And it's sometimes it's hard to say no to them. Um, but just know that you're, you're doing it. You're not their friend. <laughs> sometimes you, you're their parent and you have to make those decisions for them because they'll just want to eat anything sweet. At least my daughter, she has a sweet tooth just like me. And I, I'm very mindful of, you know, what she's consuming. And I think that's the first step in combating childhood obesity. So, um, let's dive into today's topic of, what do I do for constipation? This is a common question that Jamal and I are asked at our Center Life Strength and Health. And in this episode, we want to address this from a holistic perspective. So as far as constipation, about 80% of the people um, that we see um, are influenced by this or are, or are having this problem. It's a common problem. And constipation affects almost 30% of the population. And according to the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, constipation is a condition in which you have fewer than three bowel movements a week or hard, dry and small bowel movements that are painful or difficult to pass. Yeah, uh, this constipation thing, uh, this is a really big question right here, because um, as you can see, a large part of the population is uh, suffering from uh, constipation. And uh, once we kind of dive into this discussion a bit, uh, I think that you're going to see that those numbers are a lot higher. I think that, um, and I'm I'm just, this is just a guesstimate. Uh, this is not uh, factual because we gave you the, the, um, the statistics. They're saying 30%. However, I think from a holistic perspective, that's going to double. I think it would really double if we look at this from a holistic perspective, right? Because when we look at uh, constipation uh, just naturally and holistically, uh, for us at Life Strength and Health, constipation is uh, a slow transit time and uh, just difficult eliminations overall. So we're going to give you our uh, definition of uh, what they're calling constipation. And then you're going to easily see why that number is going to be a lot higher. Right. So like you said, um, our definition of constipation is having slow transit times and difficult eliminations. So when your food doesn't pass through your system consistently every 24 hours, right. that is, you know, another sign of constipation. Yeah, because um, technically, uh, from the time that food goes into your mouth until the time that it leaves, that should happen. That full transit time should happen consistently uh, for 24 hours, right? So anything beyond 24 hours consistently to us falls into the category of 
constipation. And they're saying, you know, less than three bowel movements per week. So they're saying like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then you take off Saturday, Sunday, and you're back at it again on on uh, Monday. <laughs> you said back at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so based on that definition, and we're saying 24 hours, then, you know, that already is going to, that's going to knock that number up really high. Anytime you have to say back at it, that's constipation because, well, we'll go into that deeper of how your elimination should look. But, <laughs> okay. So another sign of constipation is when you don't have complete eliminations. Right. A lot of our clients, um, you know, and just people in general, you'll sit down, have a bobble and you'll be finished, but you'll feel like you're not done. Right, right. Another sign of constipation is when you have to strain when you're eliminating. Right. Uh, when you have a bowel movement, it should be effortless. Uh, you should sit down and be able to go with no problem at all. And uh, these are kind of our definitions of slow transit time, difficult eliminations. Medically, they call it uh, constipation. Uh, so that is a lot more than... Three times a week. I right. mean, we, we really think that you should have a bowel movement daily for every meal that you have. Technically, you should have a bowel movement. At least once a day. Yeah, but at least one good bowel movement a day where you fully eliminate. Yeah, it's not laborious and, and you're good. Every now and then you may, you know, based on travel or stress or something like that, you may skip a day, but that's every now and then. So, uh, you see, our definition is quite different. So I, I think based on our definition, it, that number is, is 60%. At least. At, at least 60%. Like I said, uh, or like Kim said, 80% of uh, the the people that we see, uh, this is a main thing, the constipation. So um, this is serious. Yes, definitely. So now let's go into some reasons of why do people suffer from constipation? Right, because we got to look at this from a holistic perspective, right? So when we look at this from a holistic perspective, when we talk about what you can do for constipation, first, uh, we have to talk about the reasons why people are, are suffering from it. We have to look at all angles so that we know the best way to uh, to go about it. Yes. So the first way is having a poor diet. Right. I mean, that's self-explanatory. And that's one of the things that the uh, National Institute of Diabetes and Digestion and uh, kidney disease, that's one thing that they agree about, that uh, dietary reasons is, is probably the number one reason. The second reason um, that people suffer from constipation is not enough fiber. Yeah, the, the fiber really provides a lot of bulk to move things through. Your system really works your intestines and it provides prebiotic like food for the good bacteria in your gut. The next reason is a gut flora imbalance. Right. I mean, that's just huge. The, the good bacteria, they call it probiotics. That's going to have an effect on the effectiveness of your eliminations as well. Yes. Um, another one is lack of exercise. Right. Just that movement. You know, people aren't moving a lot. Uh, Kim was talking about the children uh, not moving the way that they used to. Adults aren't moving the way they used to either. Right, you know, right. a lot of jobs is sedentary now, so we're not even really moving anymore, and that has an effect on our regularity. Yes. Another reason is weak abdominal muscles or a weak core. Exactly, because uh, that that abdomen 
uh, or abdominal area that's pressing against your intestines and really helping to move things along. So if you have a weak core, um, that's going to have an effect on your bowel movements. And this next one is the leading cause of constipation in women, and that is stress. Yeah, I would definitely put that high on the list. Uh, if, you're, if you're stressing, if you have a lot of stress in your life, your, your body begins to uh, shut things down that it doesn't need. A lot of times when people stress, um, they lose an appetite because the body is shutting down your uh, digestive system. So uh, you'll find that when you're under a lot of stress, you won't have a bowel movement. Right, right. The next reason is dehydration. And this this one right here, I think, is huge because every single person, and I, I emphasize every single person that comes into the office that's dealing with um, constipation, they're dehydrated. Right, right. Yeah. And the next reason is medications. Yeah, you, you definitely, if you're finding that you're constipated, you definitely want to look at the medications you're taking, if you're taking any medications, and see if that's one of the side effects. Okay. The next one is a magnesium deficiency. Yeah, that's going to also have an effect uh, on your stress. We were just talking about um, magnesium. That was one of our organic food for thoughts. Was that, that was the last episode? That was episode that we did, 70. Right? Yes. Yeah, because that relaxes your nervous system, which is going to help to relax your digestive tract and help you to go. Right. And the last item that we have listed for the causes of constipation, this is our top 10. Um, reasons is poor bathroom habits. I think this one is huge because we get a lot of people that uh, don't like to go to the bathroom in, in public areas. We get a lot of clients that can only go to the bathroom at home. Right. So they'll go out and they'll actually hold their waist all day long yeah. and they won't go. And what happens is you really just train your body not not to go when mm-hmm. it wants to eliminate. You won't won't go. That causes constipation. So it's really important. I know it can be challenging, but you got to, you know, find a place that you're comfortable. Like you can't go out the whole day and not use the bathroom publicly. Yeah. You have to allow your body to release. Yeah. It's like a natural cycle or natural process. Right. So now that we covered our top 10 reasons or causes of constipation, before we dive into the solutions, we just want to cover like what people usually do when they're experiencing constipation. And the top two things, they either take laxatives or they increase their fiber. And a lot of times this gets them into even more trouble. Right, because they're just taking kind of a uh, a medical approach, just treating the, the symptom. You know, when you're experiencing constipation, you're experiencing it for a reason. So you really have to analyze why. Like take a look at those top things and see which one of those things are out of balance for you, right? Let's say if it's poor bathroom habits or let's say if it's stress or let's say if it's hydration, you have to address those issues. But what happens is a lot of times people won't address those top 10 issues. They'll just take a laxative. And yeah, it's going to help you to go to the to the bathroom, but it's still not changing the condition. So after you're done taking the laxative, then you're going to go back to where you were before. And then it just causes this kind of thing where you have to rely on taking laxatives in order to go to the bathroom because you don't change the conditions. And laxatives are stimulants. So 
like Jamal was saying, if you continue to take the laxatives to allow you to have a bowel movement, it can do some irreversible damage to your colon muscles to the point where you will have to continue to take them to have a bowel movement. Right. And then also the the other um, solution is just throwing fiber at it. And fiber doesn't work for everyone because everyone's reason for constipation could be different. Like it, fiber might not be your reason. It could be stress, right? You could be heavily stressed. So your digestive system just isn't flowing and you're loading up with all of this fiber and you're just getting binded up. Even worse. Even worse. Mm -hmm. Or like the thing about fiber is you need a lot of water. Like if you read any type of uh, fiber supplement that you're taking, it says, you know, take this with water, mix it with water, take it with water, and then follow it with additional water. Like fiber takes a lot of water to move through your system. And most people that are constipated don't drink enough water anyway. So now you're throwing pretty much, you're throwing sand in the desert, pretty much. And and nothing is going to happen with that. So those two methods are the top uh, things that people usually do, but they're not that effective if you're trying to reverse your slow uh, bowel transit time and change the situation permanently. And I want to add something to this list. Um, uh, some people use colon hydrotherapy as a way to deal with constipation. And out of the three choices, out of laxatives, fiber, and colon hydrotherapy, colon hydrotherapy, I would say, is the best option as a Band-Aid um, because colon hydrotherapy, you know, it actually strengthens your colon. But if you have, um, if you're not moving and, and you're, you've been dealing with constipation or slow bowel transit time for a while, then that's just addressing the symptom and you have to get to the cause. So cost, um, colon hydrotherapy, to use it for constipation is a temporary solution, but when you dive deeper and you deal with it from, if you deal with it from a holistic perspective, you're going to have to do some other things as well. Right. Because if you look at colon hydrotherapy, right, is it effective at thoroughly cleansing your colon? Absolutely. But if the environment is still the same, you're going to be right back in the same situation. So, when people come to us for colon hydrotherapy and they are experiencing slow uh, bowel transit time, we assess, you know, we go through the top 10. Uh, and, and let me just say this. Those are the top 10 reasons, but uh, you could go down that list and you have all of those things like checked off. You're doing those things and you still can be constipated because there are other reasons why. Right. right? But when you start to get beyond those reasons, most likely you need help. You're going to need some level of an assessment uh, from from a, a natural practitioner that can really look at and understand uh, what could be going on to, to cause this. Um, because the problem is that Medically, they don't look at constipation the same way that that we do. And when I say we, I'm talking about like the natural and holistic health practitioners because we get a lot of clients that come in that are, are you know, based on our standards, very um constipated and even theirs like they they feel constipated but uh they're getting a clean bill of health like you can go based on the studies and in in what they're saying statistically you can go to 
the um, doctor and you could be having a bowel movement every two days. And then when you go, you feel like, you know, you don't fully eliminate and they will give you a clean bill of health. And they'll just pretty much tell you if that's how you've been going, then that's normal. You know, so uh, that's all you're going to get a lot of times um, just based on those numbers saying that three times a week is actually OK. It's when you drop below the three that is a problem. So I think that that within itself gets us in trouble in the first place. So I think it's really important for you to um, just understand. Understand um, constipation from a holistic perspective. So now let's dive into what you can do to naturally combat constipation. So the first thing you can do is look at your hydration and consume lots of water. Yeah, this is the top one on the list. Uh, we get a lot of people that actually say they don't like water, especially right. the ones that are constipated. They say they don't like water and, um, you have to learn to like water because that's the number one thing outside of air that your body needs. So um, we're not talking about fluids. We're talking about water, right? right. You got to drink a lot of water in order to get those bowel move, moving properly. And um, when we look at things from a holistic perspective and we talk about water, you can't just consume water. You have to avoid the things that are going to push the water out of your body, the things that dehydrate you. So caffeine, for example, caffeine is a diuretic. It's going to push water out of the system and alcohol is going to dry your system up. So you have to refrain from caffeine. And you have to refrain from alcohol while you're drinking more water. The next thing you can do to um, address your constipation naturally is to eat whole foods. Yes. Uh, last week, we did a podcast on processed foods. And all 10 that we listed uh, last week, if you were to consume those things on a regular basis, that's going to make you uh, constipated. So you want to make sure that you're eating whole foods, uh, foods that are rich in fiber and water, such as raw fruits and vegetables. Those are going to get things moving. Other things like uh, soaked or sprouted legumes, chia seeds, flax seeds, as well as warm drinks. They stimulate digestion. Other things that will constipate you, pasteurized dairy, fried food, refined f foods, those things are no-go. And also, as far as like fluids is concerned, things like aloe vera juice is going to be very helpful as well. Yes. And uh, I will list the, uh, uh, well, in the show notes page, I should say, I will list um, the last episode we did on processed foods, I'll list that in the show notes pages, just in case if you have not had a chance to listen to that. Um, the next thing is stress management techniques. Right. A lot of times, right, every, everyone in this society that we live in, it's it's just stress with, with the amount of hours that you have to work these days. And at the same time, dealing with your family, a lot of people are entrepreneurs, they're part of different organizations and um, it's a lot of stress. Right. A lack of time for yourself. Yeah, a lack of time for yourself. It's a lot of stress. And a lot of people that we talk to, they don't have any stress management techniques in place. It's mm -hmm. just one of those things where they just push, push, push until they feel like super stressed. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to take a day off or I'm going to 
do something for myself or I finally have vacation, but no one has very specific stress management uh, techniques in place. And um, this is probably number one on the list. I actually want to do a whole show just on stress itself, but you have to make sure that you have things in place to specifically manage your stress on a regular basis. Yes. And unfortunately, some people... You um, neglect yourself so much that it's so hard for you to do something for yourself. Yeah. You know, so but this next item I'm listing is a great way to address stress. And that is exercise. Yeah. Just moving like we were talking about just the uh, the weak core, but just strengthening your core, doing things like yoga and Pilates and just all different types of, of movement. It just stimulates digestion. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean going to the gym. It just means being more active. That's going to stimulate your digestion. One of the things that uh, we have our clients do after uh, each meal, we try to encourage them to go for a 10 to 15 minute walk because that stimulates digestion. Just that little bit right there is going to stimulate digestion. Yes. And the last thing we recommend to deal with constipation naturally um, is supplements. Right. And when we say supplements, we're not talking about taking a laxative or just uh, getting in some extra fiber. We're talking about things that are going to help to balance your system out. So things like probiotics, the good bacteria that's going to assist with your transit time. Things like flaxseed oil, adding extra uh, hydration and, and moisture to your digestive system. And then the magnesium to calm the system down, relax your digestive system overall. Yes. So that is our top five recommendations to deal with constipation naturally. And for access to the show notes pages for today's episode, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 71. That's lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 71 to access the show notes pages. So we thank you for joining us, listening and supporting the show. Please share the show with others that you feel could benefit from it. And until next time, live healthier. Peace and blessings, everyone. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.